Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You know what this song means? The great Ray Fittipaldo. Everybody loves Raymond. He's on the Sullivan Super Service fan hotline. That's clever. I like that. Everybody Pittsburgh's loves Raymond. trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. And I know you like Ray Fittipaldo, don't you? Or do you? Yeah, of course I do. Everybody does. Nobody, Ray, nobody dislikes Ray. Where are you right now? You're still in Indy? You on your way back? What, what's happening? We are on our way back on uh, I-70, just past Cambridge, Ohio. So we got about, uh, I don't know, two hours, two and a half hours to go before we get home. What was the most significant thing, in your not-so-humble opinion, that Omar Khan said yesterday? Uh, I think probably the quarterbacks. I think that's what everyone is still interested in um, at, at this point. And I don't know that Omar said anything different than Art or Mike said after the season, but, you know, he certainly reiterated that they have, you know, full faith in Kenny. Give him every chance to succeed um, in 2024. And I also found it interesting that, um, you know, they really want Mason Rudolph back. We've heard that from the owner and from Mike as well. But now, you know, Omar said it as well. So um, I know it's kind of boring. I know people want them to sign Russell Wilson or, or Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins, but it looks like it's full speed ahead with, uh, with Kenny and, uh, you know, Mason uh, likely coming back if they can get a deal done. Wow. <laughs> you think likely is the word likely there? Likely is the word there? Well, I think, you know, the, the Steelers have reached out um, – uh, to his agent. So um, the ball is already rolling. You know, the legal tampering period isn't that far away. I think it's March 11th, you know, so that's less than two weeks away. So this news is going to start happening here. And, um, you know, if Mason is amenable to coming back, if they can agree on the numbers and he has assurances that, you know, he could have a role as potentially a starter if he beats out Kenny, then I, I think this is a great opportunity for Mason to, to, to be a starter. I don't know where else Mason Rudolph 
could go where he could compete for a starting job. And I think that that's what Mason wants at this point in his career. Now, listen, if somebody else comes out of the blue, maybe the Raiders, I don't know, maybe somebody offers him more money, then, yeah, he, he could certainly leave. But I kind of see the Steelers as his best option to be a starter given the circumstances. I, I, I think the biggest thing there is, uh, is there any concern, Ray, among the, the Steelers' brass that if you bring back Mason Rudolph, that means that you run the risk of maybe dividing your locker room. If Kenny Pickett falters yeah. and some guys still say, hey, we, what, you know, look at what Mason Rudolph did at the end of the season, then what? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think if, if Kenny Pickett shrinks or wilts under competition like that or in the face of adversity, then they know right then that he's not the guy for the future. So I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a make-or-break season for Kenny in that regard, and I don't think – the Steelers should be afraid of um, any kind of competition for him, and, you know, and whether it's you know within the locker room or on the practice field or you know anything like that. So, um, you know, they'll, they'll do what's best for this football team. They did what's best for this football team um, with a week to go in the regular season. You know, Kenny Pickett was healthy enough to return. Um, I think he thought he was going to return, but they stuck with a hot hand. So they. They did what was best for the Steelers football team then, and I think um, in the future if Mason Rudolph beats out Kenny Pickett um, or if Kenny Pickett has a bad start to the season, I don't think there would be any hesitation to go to Rudolph if he's on the roster in 24. Omar almost said at least one interesting thing, Ray, before he cut himself off on uh, Deontay Johnson when he said, as of right now, we're having con... And then he cut it off before he could say conversations. I'm not going to speak to individual negotiations for an individual player, but I have a lot of respect for Deontay. I was thinking that this would definitely be Deontay's last year if he didn't get traded in the offseason. Now now it may appear as though he's going to be here for a while. Do you think that they're having conversations along that road? Joe, I don't get the sense that that's a front-burner issue right now. Um, maybe by the time training camp gets here, if they look at their roster and they still think they're very thin at receiver, then, you know, maybe they could do that. You know, Deontay is still relatively young. He probably has a few more good years in his prime. Um, so I think that's probably dependent on what happens in free agency and you know, more than likely the draft. I think this is a very good draft for receivers. If you get a guy, uh, you know, probably not first round, but if you get a guy second, third round, maybe even the fourth round, and you think that guy can develop into a guy who can grow with George Pickens, then there wouldn't be that need to sign Deontay Johnson to a third contract. So I think his situation is likely going to be determined. Not now. I think it's more likely that, you know, we'll know what's going on. Um, you know, on May 1st, whenever the draft is over. Well, I think the thing uh, beyond the quarterbacks, was there anything else that struck you about what Omar said? Yeah, Paul, I think they have to go get themselves an inside linebacker. Um, He has no idea, Omar does, of when Cole Holcomb is going to return. So what that tells me is um, it's probably not going to be for the start of the regular season. And, you know, Cole was injured think the first week of November. Um, so if that's a 12-month recovery, they need to find a starter for at least half the season and, and likely longer because you don't know how he's going to come back from that type of an injury. So, um, 
you know, they have their two down linebackers and Mark Robinson, Andy Landon Roberts. Roberts is excellent in that role. So to me, you got to go out and get yourself a three down linebacker and, you know, somebody that could uh, come in and be a starter the way Cole Holcomb was last year before he got injured. All right, Ray, you just spent the week at Indy. I want you to tell us maybe the two most interesting things that you saw all week long. You know, for me, Joe, um, I'll give you three. I'll give you three positions because I really think this is the way the Steelers are going to end up approaching this draft. I, I think it's center, it's offensive tackles, and it's cornerbacks. And the cornerbacks are working out today. Uh, Nate Wiggins from Clemson ran a 4-2-7 in his trading in the ramp up to the combine. He's one of the top two or three corners in this draft. But, you know, you could, I could see them go an offensive tackle. Um, at pick number 20, there are a plethora of good possibilities who could be right tackles. And that's another thing. I failed to mention the Broderick Jones thing. It seems like Omar is pretty intent on finding him a home on the left side sooner rather than later. So this would be a great opportunity to, to get a to get a right tackle in this draft. It's a very deep draft and also a very good center draft as well. So, you know, obviously they can't address every position of need, but I think in the first round it's going to be one of those three positions. Well, I, I... – uh, I was uh, I was going to say with respect to now he said Broderick Jones is a left tackle. Does that happen this year? Well, here's the thing, Paul. He it's a four year rookie contract, and if Broderick is coming along fine, they'll pick up the fifth year option. Um, but why would you waste the first two years of his career playing him out of position when they drafted him to be your blindside protector? So um, he's not a finished product. So to me. You get him where he's most comfortable, the position he's played all his life, and you you you, um, you put him there as soon as possible. So um, I, I know people aren't talking about this a lot because people haven't seen him since training camp, but I think they could easily slide Broderick over to the left and they could have a competition on the right side between Dan Moore and Spencer Anderson. He was the seventh-round pick last year out of Maryland, was on the 53-man roster all season, played really well in training camp, and I think people kind of forgot about him, but I think he would be a possibility at right tackle if they don't uh, find a right tackle in the first or the second round. Ray Fittipaldo on the Sullivan Super Service fan hotline. So two questions here. One, tell us more about uh, Nate Wiggins because he's very interesting to me to be able to pair him with Joey Porter Jr. And then – uh, the center you wrote about, Jackson Powers Johnson, it seems, and you never know if these things are real, but it seems like he's getting a lot of interest, momentum. Uh, do you think he would even be around at 20? Yeah, I mean, Joe, if you look at the history of centers going in the first round, typically the highest you would see one picked is like number 18. I think that's where the Steelers picked Pouncey. You're hard-pressed to go back 20 years and find anyone who was drafted higher than that as a center. So it's going to be in that range. Um, but there are a couple of teams before the Steelers. I think Jacksonville is one that also needs a center. So it could happen before number 20. So I think it's kind of iffy right now um, if, if Jackson Powers Johnson will be there. But he's a really good um, He can hold a line of scrimmage. He's a big guy. But he's also athletic enough to be 
um, you know, more than solid in pass protection too. So um, I definitely think there's, there's growing momentum for him. And as far as Wiggins goes, in addition to the, the 40 time, which I think he's probably going to run close to a 4-3 today or 4-3 and change, he's only 20 years old. He went to Clemson as a 17-year-old. So this is a guy who has a lot of upside, a lot of big potential. Um, he's going to be an even better player in the future than he is now. So, um, you know, there's a bunch of corners, but, uh, you know, Wiggins is certainly one to keep an eye on here in the coming weeks as, as the draft approaches. The thing about it, uh, we talked about this yesterday with Joe, um, right? Do you think center is a position you need to address in the draft, or would you rather have a, a veteran guy like a free agent? Uh, I don't even know what's out there. We looked at the market. It didn't look like there was a ton of guys out there, but uh, yeah. do you think an older veteran guy, given where the Steelers are and what they need at that position? You know, Omar mentioned Nate Herbig three times yesterday when he when he was talking to us because, you know, he was getting a lot of center questions, and he kept bringing up Nate Herbig's name. And Herbig is under contract for one more year for $4 million. It's not a cheap contract. So I think they have confidence that if they don't get a guy in free agency or maybe the draft or high in the draft, I think they feel comfortable enough with Nate that he can hold that down for a season or maybe a half a season until a rookie um, is ready there. You're right about the, the free agency class. I think Lloyd Cushenberry from Denver is out there. I don't know how much better he would be than Mason Cole. Um, and you're always taking a chance when you sign somebody from the outside that you don't know. I think it's a much safer um, approach to go with somebody that you do know who's been in your system for a while. So I definitely think they're going to draft a center this year. I just don't know it's going to be the first round, second round, third, the third round. And as you guys know, if you draft a center in the third round, um, it's not a slam dunk. Look what happened with Ken Green. He didn't work out. So unless you get that guy in the first round, I don't know that you're going to get a plug-and-play starter, a guy who's going to be ready week one this year. It's 11:22. Time to stop blindly paying those increasing auto and home insurance premiums. Contact the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia and see what they can do for you. And fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia Peters Township. Visit them at SouthHillsKia.net. Ray, may I engage you in a game of free association? Yeah, let's do it. This is Paul's first experience with this. Do we all miss Ron? Can we agree on that? We miss Ron. We do. We do. Do you like Paul? Okay, I'm just checking. Here we go. I'm just checking. You ready? Right. Najee gets the fifth-year option. Yes. Broderick Jones does move to left tackle for next season. Yes. Who's the Steelers' first-round pick? I'm going to go – oh, boy. I'm going to go Troy Fatanow, a tackle guard from – University of Washington. If not Mason, who's the other quarterback? Ryan Tannehill. Oh, boy. Omar <laughs> Omar complimented Allen Robinson and said, look what he did for the run game. What becomes of Allen Robinson? He's going to be cut. Okay. I guess he didn't do that much for the run game. What becomes of Pat Pete? I think he's going to be cut, too. Gunner returns, yes or no? No. Cam, <laughs> Cam- <laughs> <laughs> Cam Hayward gets a new deal, a pay cut. What's going to happen with him? Yeah, they want him back. But, um, 
it'll be some kind of a new deal, Joe. I don't know if it'll be an extension or if it'll be a straight pay cut, but he's definitely coming back. Omar said that yesterday. Kenny Pickett is the game one starter in 2025. Um, oh, boy. Uh, that's impossible. I, I'll, say, I'll say no. Thank you, Ray. And tell Jerry well, to stop making fun of my golf game. But we didn't ask the obligatory <laughs> question, Ray. Did you have what? the Did you have the uh, sh- uh, uh, shrimp cocktail at uh, St. Elmo's this they, week? They were passing it out in the media room. I did not get down there Monday night. Jerry did have the steak and the shrimp. So, yes, what a Jerry. Fa- Jerry got it, but I didn't have a chance. You didn't have a chance. What a fantastic meal you get there. Mm. Thank awesome. you, Ray. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you. Uh, have you ever covered the combine? No, thank have God. You ever, have you ever been to Indianapolis? Oh yeah, have for you, the, uh, the 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 Bettis fumble game. Have you ever have you ever eaten at St. Elmo's, the steakhouse there, the no. famous steakhouse? No, we didn't go there. You know, the one day I I was there, I ate with uh, at the bar uh, one Neil O'Donnell. Really? Yes. <laughs> was like his, I was there with. Did somebody. you already know him? Well, we. I mean, we started talking about you know, hey, uh, but but his, it was like his high school basketball coach was in the group that I was with. There was like three or four of us, and they were texting each other, I guess. And the next thing you know, Neil and like three other guys come and join us. And that was another night where the entire night we went there, then we went to this other bar, then we went to this other bar. And uh, I got to, I, I, I got to, I thought he was a really cool dude. We had fun. We talked. We laughed. But it was like his high school basketball coach. But anyway, have you ever eaten at St. Yama's? No, but I'm more interested in the Neil O'Donnell story. Uh, did the it, interceptions ever come yeah, up? Yeah. They did? Yeah. He, What'd he, he say? He basically said that, uh, that they ran the wrong route on the one and <laughs> that he, you know <laughs> what I mean? He says, I wouldn't, I wasn't ever going to say that publicly, but you know, he, yeah. we, we, we had a route and he's like, man, if, if he runs the right route, it's probably a touchdown. We probably win the game. You know, he said, that's what it is. You know, he goes, you've had some incredible nights on the town. Yeah, haven't you? So, yeah. So, so the thing about it was he was, fu- he was funny. Yeah. He I was always engaging. Yeah. He was really, really, but you're a guy. Do you like shrimp cocktail? Yes. That's like the world. I, I'm allergic to shrimp. So I've, I, I can't eat it, but it's like the world's like, People say it's the best shrimp cocktail. You can't like it's like that's it's a steakhouse where the steak is incredible, but it's known for its shrimp cocktail. Are they in Indy again next year? I think they might be. Yeah, the it's Steelers. In Indianapolis. I mean, I, we, we go there every year for AAU. That's why. And, and, Maybe I'll ask to cover that one. Yeah. All right, Paul. Coming up next, Mike Florio was on with the afternoon guys yesterday and had an eye-opening quote on George Pickens. I'll tell you what he said. Then we'll get into a little bit of this Omar Khan. I mean, I don't want to make people suffer through the whole thing because he really went to great pains to say nothing. But we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll comment on a couple of the things he said and the one thing he cut himself off from saying. Uh, the fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates Personal Injury Law Firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And that's very important today that you text us at 412 412- Nine two eight ninety three seventy. I've gotten a lot of complimentary texts today, Paul. There's one guy in particular that absolutely loves me that keeps texting the show. So keep them coming. Nine two eight ninety three seventy. And at the end of the show, Mister T here will have texts in the city with the best hot takes from the day. We have Mike DeFabo also coming on 
Uh, he was at the Combine in Indy. We'll get his thoughts and match them up with Ray's. Fan Hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Tuesday, March 26th is the Giant Eagle Feed the Need Radiothon to benefit the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. You can donate now at 937thefan.com or text NEED, N-E-E-D, to 50155. Brought to you by Dollar Bank, Pittsburgh Regional Transit, Wiggle Whiskey, Hampton Beer Outlet, Bill Few Associates Wealth Management, and Spitzer Toyota. Last year, 2 million more meals were provided because of the increased need. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Talked earlier about the news that Andy Russell passed away at age 82. And, Paul, one of the things that comes to mind, uh, you spoke of um, interacting with him a couple different times, but, man, on another franchise – this guy's maybe one of the two or three best defensive players they ever had. With with he was a seven-time Pro Bowl yeah. selection. Think. Seven times. First team all pro in 75, two Super Bowls, and he was a team captain here for 10 years. Like like but but with all the people around him on those defenses, you may forget how good he was. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I mean. That that's the toughest thing about the, all of those Steeler guys from those '70s teams. There were so many of them. A guy like him probably gets lost in the shuffle a little bit, just because when you—I mean, seriously—when you talk about the greatest players from the Steelers in the '70s, there's about five or six names that always come up, right? Bradshaw, Franco, Joe Green, uh, Ham, Lambert, Blunt, and Blunt. Did you mention Webster? Then Webster, Swan, you know what I mean? Stallworth. Swan, Stallworth. I mean, I mean, Blyer, Rocky Blyer is a, as big as any as far right. as the, the hero he was. And at the end of the day, and and then I would say probably you would even mention Elsie Greenwood before and Dwight White before right. Andy Russell. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. 
He was great. This guy, if he play, you're right. If he, he, put it this way, even if he played in the eight, like if he played most of his the margin of his career where he was like in his prime in the mid to late eighties, he would be considered an all time player for the Steelers. Like he is an all time player for the Steelers, but he would, you know what I mean? He, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I'm reading uh, the Post Gazette's story on him today and listen to this he missed the 64 65 seasons after his rookie year to serve in the army and fulfill his rotc commitments being deployed to germany as a lieutenant in the u.s army graduated with a uh, bachelor in science and mba in economics from missouri this was a fascinating guy yeah he he won uh, awards for his charity work here. The Andy Russell Charitable Foundation was named Big Brothers and Sisters Man of the Year in 1989. And then check this out on the field. December 27th against the Colts, 1975 at Three River Stadium. He set the NFL playoff record for longest returned touchdown from scrimmage, 93 yards. That stood until last year. 93-yard wow. return in a playoff game. So, really an interesting really? And, and seemingly – I only interacted with him on the phone a couple times, but just seemed like a really classy, good guy. Well, I, I would tell you he was, a, he was a class act. Like I said, I, I, got, I, I, I volunteered uh, at his golf outing a number of times. Yeah. And um, so I got to know him a little bit. I, I always thought he was tr- a really good, really good – Dude, I thought for the biggest thing with him was um, just sort of how classy he is and was. There's and, some great pictures to accompany the story of him with the with, with other 70 Steelers. Yeah, and 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 the thing about it is, you know, those guys they a lot of times they they uh, they they obviously get their travel paid for and everything else to come to those things, but they get invited to so many of those things. The fact that the crowd was always so huge, and I'm talking about the, the you know the celebrities, the chair, you know the celebrities yeah. that would come in. The fact that there were so many people, you know, that wanted to be a part of that, said a whole lot about who he was too. I'll say. You so know what I mean? R.I.P. Uh, Andy Russell, a Steeler great, is exactly what he was, and a community great. Now to these Steelers, Paul. What of anything that Omar Khan said yesterday interested you? Let's talk about some of that. We don't even really need to hear the clips. I mean, we can just reference them. And I know, Jolie, you put some work into that, and I apologize. But the more I heard, you couldn't hear the questions. And, you know, I mean, it's not the most riveting stuff in the world. Let's it go never over, is. Let's go over some of these. Uh, the Deontay Johnson thing. Would you sign him to a long-term deal? That, I would that's, not. Me neither. I don't know why. I, I I don't know why they would either. Would it be to cut his cap hit for this year? Why would you do that? Why would you do that anyway? Because the cap is thirty million dollars more than it was supposed to be. There's no reason to do that. He's semi-productive. I thought he he got better as the year went along. Maybe he was a victim too of the ridiculously elementary offense and bad quarterback. Yeah, though. but 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 I think the other part of it is when we look. When I look at Deontay Johnson and I look at his salary, the two don't match. I think he's You're getting, right. It was a bad contract. I think he's getting paid like a number two or a 1A type, you know, or, you know, the number two or a 1B kind of receiver. 
I think he's more like a 2B, 3A kind of receiver. And so I think if you're going to sign him to a long-term deal, it, it better be something that is way less than he's making now. Because to me, I hate to say it this way, but he's sort of just a guy. I think you can kind of find somebody that does what Deontay Johnson does. You know, I think you could draft somebody that can do what Deontay Johnson does. Well, yes, everybody seems to. Wide receivers are found everywhere in the draft. He was an example, by the way. Mm-hmm. But but then when they, you have to start to, to spend $18 million, go find somebody else, you know? So one more year, I think, would do it for me with Deontay. And I'd actually, uh, as I've said many times here, wouldn't be opposed to looking to trade him in the offseason. And there's lots of plans. There's lots of people who can play that position. All right. So another thing was Broderick Jones moving to left tackle. I'm reading here that left tackles still make more than right tackles, although right tackle salaries have increased dramatically. I'm reading this on hogshaven.com. I don't know why, but I am. (laughs) And here's an interesting little thing that this person writes, and I agree, that the distinction between left tackle and right tackle anymore, Paul, is far less than what it was because you have edge rushers on both sides of the line uh, you have guys moving around. They want to get to the side with the weaker blocker. Right. And that used to be all the time the right guy. It's not. T.J. Watt plays. He comes from the left side, which means against the right tackle all the time. So my question for you is, does it really matter in the end whether Broderick it's Jones plays your, left or right? It's still your blind side. That's a big part of it. It's still the quarterback's blind side. Yeah. But I think the other part of it is, Broderick Jones apparently is better on the left side. That's his better position. It's more natural, better position for him. Yes. And I think that matters. So, if you, you know, you, again, you moved up 10 spots to get the guy. That means that you have big plans for him. That means you want him to be a part of whatever it is you're doing going forward. You move him to left. If they don't move him to left tackle this year, it's stupid. Because at the end of the day, if that's his best position, why are you playing him in his second best position? I agree with that, but I, I guess I would have to see more proof. He looked pretty good on the right side to me. He looked, he looked pretty he looked, good. He looked good, you know, as a road grader for sure. Because right as I and, and but here might be the biggest key of all, and those were all very worthwhile points you just made. Is that Broderick Jones is going to want to play the left side? Because the average salary, according to this story, for a left tackle, the highly paid ones, the top 10 ones, is $16.3 million. The top 10 right tackles, it's $9.2. We're talking $7 million a year for the top 10 guys on each side. So the NFL still values that left side right. more. And if I'm Broderick Jones... Of course. I want to play that side. You want to unless, play, you're, unless you want to pay me like a left tackle, get me over there. That, and again, I think part of it is because even though there are edge rushers on both sides and teams do a lot of different things to stunt and game and all the other crap and move guys around, at the end of the day, you're still protecting the blind side of the quarterback. Here's unless the, you've got a lefty, Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. How, Here, many, how many lefties are really? Two is the only one in the league. Yeah. 
I just looked at that for some odd reason for a mailbag thing. But so he, here's the thing. In this particular situation, Dan Moore hates the right side and can't really play it. So what do you do? Like, in, uh, in the Steelers uh, have a predicament here. What, what, what do you do then at right tackle? I would tackle? say you put Dan Moore as your swing tackle and go get a right tackle. We've talked about that. I agree with that. I mean, that's what you, you make Dan Moore the swing tackle. You go get a right tackle. You go get a center. Those are two spots you absolutely need to get. To get better, yeah. uh, better at it, you need to, you know, add. So, you know, we talk about additions, right tackle, center. They definitely need a receiver, corner, as you said, inside linebacker. Those are, you know, positions right there. You go out and fill those positions, I almost don't even care what you do everywhere else. I agree. And for the quarterback stuff, there's nothing new. They're very careful with their wording. We have a lot of faith in Kenny. Okay. We want Mason. Okay. Uh, Ray termed it likely that Mason Rudolph would be here. Yeah, that's not that did that did not make uh, make me feel very good. If you were advising Mason, and you had two deals on the table, and one was worth a couple million dollars more somewhere else, but you'd only be a back like you're behind, pick a guy, Josh Allen. You're behind Josh Allen, but you get a couple million more. Would you take that deal? Or would you tell Mason, I don't care what they're paying you in Pittsburgh, you can be the starter there, and that might mean more to you financially down the road. Go to a place where you can start, and Pittsburgh might be your best spot. What would you tell him? Take the money or go back to Pittsburgh? Well, I mean, if you look at if you look at like a guy like Charlie Batch, I mean, he played what? Fifteen years, something like that? Yeah. And he was a starter for what his first four or five or whatever it was in Detroit, or two or three or whatever it was in Detroit. So, if I'm the agent, I say you've got two choices: you can gamble, go take the Pittsburgh contract, we'll make it a one-year deal or a two-year deal, or we you go to a place like Buffalo, they're going to give you a couple million dollars more. You might only have to play once in three years. Mm -hmm. And guess what? <laughs> I know, but you can keep signing contracts right forever, forever. But I think if I were advising him, it, it would be like, "This is it, man. You, you just showed the league right. that you, that there's something you there. Know, I, this is your chance if I, you're ever going to be a starter." If I were advising him, I would ask him, "What does he want?" Yeah, well, I'm sure he wants to start. And if he wants to start, then you say, "Listen, you got to sign him with Pittsburgh and go out there and give everything you got. You're probably not going to win the starting job, no matter what you do in training camp." But be ready because your number is probably going to get called. And that that's the thing that really interests me here. And I've seen Jerry Dulac write about this, is is sort of indicating that Rudolph won't come back here unless he's sure there will be a training camp competition. I'll tell him. Forget about Mike Tomlin yeah. or his agent or anybody else. Mason, if you're listening, there's not going to be a competition in training camp. Kenny's going to start. But that doesn't mean that this is the worst place for you because you know how vulnerable Kenny is and you know that Mike Tomlin's already proved he'll bench and bury Kenny and play you. There's not going to be a competition, though. No. Forget about that. He's not going to get that. They might tell him there is. There isn't going to be one. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I would agree, absolutely. There isn't going to be a competition. I th I'll tell you what I would tell you this. The, um, if you were Kenny Pickett's agent, okay, let's get, let me give you a scenario. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the best, like, example of this. Uh, let's say Carolina. 
I know Bryce Young was okay last year, but he wasn't great. Yeah. Mason, Carolina wants to bring you in to compete. Obviously, it's Bryce Young is kind of their guy, but they want to make sure that their quarterback is so so. You're you're going to have some odds to overcome, but there's an opportunity there for you that you could you possibly could be the starter there, or at some point in the season become the starter. Yeah, that would interest me if so, I was so, Mason. Maybe not Carolina because Bryce Young was the first overall pick, but you understand Raiders, what I'm a t- Falcons, yeah, one of those teams like that. Yes. Yes, it would. Yeah. That would interest me greatly. Any place where there's a vulnerable starter would interest me. Right. That's what I mean. Like- uh, but, but and, and pretty soon, as I get to 30 and maybe this doesn't work, then I'm interested in, in your plan, you know, where I can be Charlie Batch. I'll go, I'll go back up Josh Allen for the next 10 years. I- That's a great job. But right now, I, I'm, I still hold out that little hope that I can be a guy in the league. How about Mason? Two teams that are really interested in having you. Minnesota and the Jets. Because both have 30-something-year-old quarterbacks coming off major injuries, and they're not sure. Coming off torn Kabbalis. Yeah, yeah, torn Kabbalis, yeah. Uh, They're not sure. They're just not sure what, you know, if their health is going to be. Would either of those situations interest you? Yeah. Because I, I would I would put those two under the umbrella of vulnerable starters because right. of age and injury. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Jolie, do we have uh, Florio on Pickens? I promise that. I need to pay off this tease. We have Mike DeFabo coming up, top of the hour. He was at Indy uh, for all pretty much most of this week, so we want some insight from him. Let's hear Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. Paul, on with the PM guys talking about George Pickens. As much as I love George Pickens and I'm a big George Pickens supporter, I picked up some stuff on how he's viewed by high-level executives with other teams, and it's not good. It's not good. The returns on George Pickens, at least as it relates to his reputation, among others who might have scouted him when he was coming out of Georgia and did homework on him then, it's it's just not good. And people aren't surprised that Mike Tomlin's having having challenges keeping him under control wow um do people think that that are those same people thinking that eventually this is going to be a situation that just comes to a head and and sort of blows up with pickens then well it didn't go that far i was i mean i obviously i can't i can't tell you who i was talking to because then nobody will talk to me (laughs) but these are two names that anybody who follows the nfl would instantly recognize and as soon as his name came up it was just like "Mm -mm 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 -mm." So, uh, and I was shaking my head as I was making those unintelligible sounds. No, 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 no. So I, I think they're not surprised by what's happened so far, and they don't think that it's going to end well for Pickens in Pittsburgh or, you know, that it's going to end well for him anyway. And it's a shame because he is a special talent, and I hope if there's any maturing that needs to be done, he'll, just like Art Rooney, look in the mirror and do what you have to do to change the way you're viewed to try to get more out of your NFL career. Wow, is what I would say to that. People not surprised that Tomlin's having challenges and uh, that at some point this whole thing could blow up. What are your thoughts on that? Um, Isn't that what we've all kind of guessed was going on behind the scenes? 
I mean, yeah, not, and in front of the scenes, nothing that nothing he said right there, nothing at all he said, could possibly surprise you or shock you or come off as wow. I didn't really think that because Pickens outwardly has been a bit of a problem at times. So I would imagine behind the scenes he's a nightmare to deal with at times. The, the thing about it is, and this is where I, you know I would be careful is that Mike Tomlin is pretty good at handling those kinds of situations. As we saw with Antonio Brown, you know, when Antonio Brown went elsewhere, what happened? It, it really blew up. So Mike Tomlin actually, from getting six or seven years out of Antonio Brown like he did, right? I mean, I think he's going to be able to handle George Pickens, really. So the big thing with me about George Pickens, my issue isn't, the immature stuff and some of the other silly stuff. My issue is that he's not consistent enough to be a number one receiver. He's, he had some big games. He had some games where he didn't show up. He had, you know, then he had some controversy uh, be, just because, you know, he doing some things that he quit and he quit on you know, a play or whatever and all the other stuff. I just think this is year three now, right? Coming up, is this year three? He's yeah. not a rookie. Yeah. He's not a second-year guy anymore. This has to be the year where – he becomes that guy every weekend. I have and a lot. I've got a, a lot he, of thoughts on this. Well, well, my thing is, if he does become that guy, I don't care if behind the scenes he's a knucklehead. I know. So two thoughts spring to mind immediately. One, he never really seemed to acknowledge that any that he had done anything wrong, and that bothers me. And this is absolutely and very clearly a potential issue moving forward, George Pickens. There's no question about that. But, and it's a big but, I think some of these people that are talking to Florio and I think some of the people around the league are kicking themselves for not drafting George Pickens. And I think this is a little sour grapes. You go back and look at that draft. He's, right. he's fourth in catches. He's second in yards from that draft. There were a lot of guys taken ahead of him. I mean, you look at Tennessee, took Trey Burks as a receiver <laughs> with an early pick, and he's got nine touchdowns. Like, he's right up there with with Alave and, and Garrett Wilson and, you know, some of the better receivers from – that was a big receiver draft. And Pickens has been operating in an offense where the quarterbacking hasn't been great, and the, and the passing game was on the level of, 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 of an elementary school, what they run there. So put him in a – and I'm not sure that Arthur Smith is going to employ this, but give this guy a real pass. I, th I think they've ignored him at times. I agree. And, and so potential problem, yes. But potential star who's already productive, who's won them some games, yes. And did people miss on him? They sure did. People missed on him. Well, of course. I, I don't even – I mean, I, my thing, did they miss on him or did they – pass on them because of some of the off-the-field headaches that they were afraid they were going to have to deal with. I think if you ask them today, these guys that are talking well, to Florio, hey, you were right. He can be a little bit of a headache, but you know what? He's been productive, and he looks like he's getting better. Well, He's won some games. Again, Do you wish you had picked him? I bet the, I'd be giving truth serum. They say is, yes. Isn't it amazing, though, he came out of his shell and was that guy when Mason Rudolph became the quarterback? Right. And that's what I talked about with Ray Fittipaldo. Aren't they concerned about bringing back Mason Rudolph? Like, he's a classic example. 
what's going to happen the first couple of weeks if Kenny Pickett is throwing <laughs> exactly. it down the, down the field to him? If yes. he's missing him on a couple of passes, right. if he's not targeted enough, if you know he's open and not getting the ball, what is going to happen in that locker room with this guy? And forget about the locker room in the media. You know, I, I mean, and 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 there will be other people in the locker room who will feel the same way. That's why if you don't bring Mason Rudolph back, if you bring in Ryan Tannehill, you have a much better chance of everybody in the locker room is going to rally around Kenny yeah. no matter what happens. And even if he has a couple of bad weeks early on, they're going to continue to, you know, I mean, because they know that. I'm just saying I can see the potential for bringing Mason Rudolph in, why that could be a problem. George Pickens has – more touchdowns than Garrett Wilson, who was chosen 10th. Pickens was chosen 52nd. He's got more yards and touchdowns than Drake London, who was chosen 8th. Then Christian Watson, who was chosen 34th. Then Traylon Burks. Tennessee took that dude 18th. Are you kidding me, Paul? They took him 18th. <laughs> so it's going to be a fascinating story to monitor, I'll tell you that. But I tend to think a lot of the receiver is just a position that we've seen some problematic, uh, you know, personalities at that position. We just have over the years. They want the ball. So I think a lot of people are angry at themselves for not taking that chance. Do you know how close Kansas City came to getting George Pickens? If they were going to take him, they took Sky Moore. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.